This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. You are listening to The Arenality on RFM. Kia everyone, my name is Arina Aizal and thank you for tuning in on Otago Access Radio for my radio show and podcast, The Arenality. So firstly, I would like to acknowledge our listeners on Radio Kidnappers in Hawke's Bay, Wellington Access Radio, Plains FM in Christchurch, Free FM in Hamilton and Coast Access Radio in Horofenua and Kapiti. Hello from Tunedin, and to our international listeners out there tuning into the podcast, hello from New Zealand. So, the Arenality is a platform for women with international backgrounds on their cultural identities, belonging, well-being, and passions in Aotearoa. So, in this episode, we have a very special guest. Um, her name is Yen Pokusai. She's a Ukrainian, and recently she was on um, a lot of media outlets, which is how I found her for for creating a doll in support of the Ukrainian. And it was auctioned during one of the auctions that was happening at the university. So, I'm really excited to have her today on our show. Kiora Yen. Hello. Thank you for having me today. Thank you so much for making time. I know that you're very busy uh, and I really appreciate the time you spent today. Not a problem at all. My pleasure to um, talk about myself and my culture and, you know, that's it's really good. Thank yeah. you. Um, so would you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Um, hello, everyone. My name is Yen. I am 20 and I am coming from Ukraine. I've been here in New Zealand for four years. Previously, I've lived in Christchurch, but only this year I moved to Dunedin and started um, university. I'm currently doing neuroscience and psychology. And yeah, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> yeah. How's your degree so far? Um, pretty busy. <laughs> pretty um, busy. Not sure if I'll be ever doing four papers ever again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I kind of started losing myself, but um, I still am enjoying it, which is amazing. Mm. I graduated in psychology uh, in 2020, so I really like the psychology part, the social part, but I'm not Mm -hmm. into the science, neuroscience parts, so I kind of like ignored that. (laughs) I'm kind of into both, which makes things a bit harder, because it's really hard to pick something, like one specific thing, but... I mean, I just started. I think we'll um, you know, get to the point where I'll find actually the thing that will be my main focus in the mm. future. Um, and why did you choose neuroscience in the first place? Um, initially, I actually wanted to go for psychology. Well, to be honest, way before that, I wanted to go for like physics and I used to study chemistry back in Ukraine. Um but yeah, my main uh, passion was psychology. Um, but I was like, yeah, like I really love science, so I think I need to find something sciencey as well. Um, and neuroscience seemed like a very great um, topic, very great area, which intervenes with psychology quite a lot. Uh, so I decided to go for it. But quite honestly, right now I'm very interested in genetics. So. Mm-hmm. I will see how I go. I might either add another major or 
um, change my papers a little bit to do some genetics as well. Mm. And that is totally fine. I think um, it's good that you were very honest to talk about, you know, how your degree is going and, you know, how your the feelings that you're having throughout it. Um, yeah. I think it happens to a lot of students. I yeah. did sorry, I did anatomy in my first year and then I thought, well, why am I doing this? So I did psychology and gender studies. Um, so, and then like... You have the flexibility to choose. I think that's what's no, great. Sure. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it does scare me a little bit that if I add another paper, I will have to study for extra years. And it's like, you know, I want to do postgrad and then I want to do other stuff. But it feels like I'm kind of spending a whole lot of time in it. But I mean, what else am I supposed to do with my life? Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, just as long as people are enjoying what they're doing. And if they're not enjoying their degree... Um, I think they should really think about trying to find something else, um, like either other degree or the things that make them actually happy, because that's what life is about, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's talk about your cultural identity. But before that, um, you mentioned that you came to New Zealand four years ago from Ukraine. Um, mm-hmm. Did you move here with your family? I moved here with just my mom. Mm. So it's only my mom and myself here. She she's still in Christchurch. Mm. Um, what was the reason for the move? Uh, because my my mom's partner, well, my stepdad, uh, he is from here, ah. and you know the family wanted to kind of unite, so we decided to move here. Oh, that's beautiful. Staying in Ukraine, which was a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> Looking uh, at it now, I see. Um, and how was it like? coming to New Zealand four years ago? I thought it would be like Europe. <laughs> like, I don't know, in Ukraine we have this idea that Europe is like super open-minded, super um, expressive, a whole lot of cool stuff happening. Um, and I was like, yeah, New Zealand was a British colony, surely it will be like UK maybe. <laughs> I was really wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's okay. Um yeah. New Zealand seems quite small. I yeah, I, I could not get used to it for a while. I, I did get used to it now. Um but yeah, back then it was super exciting. Uh I had different expectations, but I think it turned out very well. Mm. And how like what's the situation with your cultural identity these days um so when i moved here i was trying my best to get rid of my accent um and to be like like be like people in new zealand like trying to be you know kind of blend in and everything can we talk about that why did you feel like you need to blend in I'm not sure why. (laughs) I guess I just wanted to really, you know, try this, like see how it feels for me maybe. Like do I feel like a Kiwi? Does it fit with myself? Um, Plus, you know, like with accents, um, you want people to understand you. So, um, yeah, I was like trying to speak in the way so people could understand me uh, easier. Um, But, yeah, plus, I don't know, I... As much as I love um, New Zealand people, I don't always find a lot of things to talk about. So I was like, okay, I want to, I want to kind of understand the culture and understand where they're coming from. And for this, I want to apply it to myself and see how, like you know, how I feel. 
Um, so that was the reason back then. <clears throat> then I kind of, I kind of realized that I'm losing myself. Like I, it's not me anymore. Um, <clears throat> and especially when I got with um, my current partner, uh, we have not been together for too long, but I really realized that I really changed a lot and it's not me anymore. So, and then the war as well started. Um, so I kind of started moving away from trying to blend in to um, becoming myself back again and like who I was in Ukraine and um, trying to remember all the things that make me. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, now I am 100% Ukrainian <laughs> and I'm very proud to say this. Um, and um, But at the same time, I'm very interested actually and still really interested in New Zealand culture and um, I kind of want to explore especially Maori culture quite a bit. Mm. Um, and you know it just fascinates me quite a lot mm. but yeah for myself right now 100 ukrainian like i'm very different to everyone but that is okay mm. that is very yeah it's very fun Mm. I think that happens to a lot of us a lot of international students and migrants who recently like come here and they realize like how different they are and they try to blend in um, but the more you try to blend in you realize that you're so different and some people uh, like you um, want to explore their home yeah. identity um, and yeah. that makes each other special and I think I love that here in New Zealand like we can practice our differences um, so can you share with us what kind of values about being Ukrainian that's special to you? Also, I want to add to what you said. Um, there, I've never heard about tall poppy um, syndrome, I think it's called. Mm. Yeah, um, it's a big thing in New Zealand. But whenever you find people who appreciate that you like really like interesting and special, like it just feels so good. Like you know, it's it's you really cherish those people who are very um, open-minded. Mm. So it's kind of yeah. Not, not the best thing that there is this syndrome, but also like kind of makes you appreciate people that you have in your life more. Yeah. Uh, values that make me Ukrainian. The main one, um, probably that's freedom. We really value our freedom. And this war is about freedom, like, you know, the fact that somebody's trying to take our freedom away. Um, and just for the whole history, you know, we've been... Like, we're a very young country. We just what became separate in 1991. Before that, we were, like, first of all, separated. Second of all, under Poland and Russia. But we still felt like we are not Poland, not Russia, and we are together. And we, through all of our history, we were, like, trying to fight for it. So that's the main thing that makes, I think, us Ukrainian is mm. always fighting. And if we do not like something, we will just go out to the Maidan, which happened in 2014, and we'll say about it. Um, and, you know, yeah, because Russian people like to think we are the same. We are literally Russian, but we are not. Like, you know, now you see in Russia, just people don't say anything to Putin or anyone, you know, they're like so scared that something will happen to them. Whereas in Ukraine, people like, yeah. We go into Maidan, we are starting a revolution. <laughs> I love that. Um, um, yeah, what else? Um, just overall, Ukrainian culture is very interesting and diverse. Um, you know, 
yeah like you've never seen any like yeah that doll for example i mean it is kind of like a little bit like voodoo kind of culture kind of magic as well um, very similar but you know it's in our own special way mm-hmm. um yeah you can make them absolutely in all possible ways like you can make them look so gorgeous you can't even imagine um and it will be a fantastic decoration and it's like an expression as an art um <clears throat> music oh yes true we love to sing and dance Aww. yeah we yeah we big on that and um getting together as well that's what i really miss um getting together with my family and um it's usually like <laughs> we usually make fun of each other but you know that's the best thing yeah that's family <laughs> yeah that that really that's true um yeah those are probably the main things but i'm sure there are um, a whole lot more yeah i there, love yeah. I love seeing how your face just glows when you speak about yeah. your culture. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, for my city specifically, mm. also, um, the fact that we are different, we, we love to be different. Well, and that's why I think top puppy syndrome is a very hard thing for me because in Ukraine, for example, like here, like a lot of people like to dress in the same way. Like, you know, you go to Glasson's Huff and stuff, they sell a whole lot of, items like one item and you know there is a huge quantity of it whereas in in people like dress kind of trying to dress the same way whereas in ukraine people trying to dress different to everyone like as different as possible like god save me if i look the same to somebody else on the street um yeah so we like to create something new we like to look different we like you know new ideas new things Mm. um but I don't know, it's maybe just my city because it was a city of students and um, we had all sort of cultures, all sort of cultures, just all mixing together and, you know, being open-minded was the the way to go. Mm. Then that's really special. I'm glad you mentioned about, you know, the fashion. Um, it's about, you know, it's not actually like fashion. Um, it's the mindset, but it's reflected through fashion, the things you see. Yeah, yeah that is really yeah. special. Um I think this is a good segue to talk about the fundraising auction um, that you recently had. Uh, and I'm sure you were very busy along the time. Can you share with us the experience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so we had the fundraiser auction on Friday, this Friday evening. Uh, last Friday evening, I mean. Um, it was actually, I was not the one who started it. It was my amazing wardens in the hall. Uh, wardens and subordinates and some other stuff who started it because they really wanted to help and like back at that time I was already so busy with university and I was going to all those protests and um, it was around the time when the war started so I was constantly on the phone with my family checking on them so I was already very overwhelmed and um, when they you know they said that yeah we really want to help and that's how we think we could help I said, oh, that's an amazing idea. I am really happy to um, help you in any way you want, but I can't fully take on the whole process. Um, Yeah, so, and then later on, I freed up a little bit. My family moved to a safer place. Um, uh, Some exams finished, some exams came on again. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and um, I started getting more involved. And yeah, I also offered to make this doll for the auction, Mm. um, which I did during the break. Um, And yeah, after the break, we started kind of 
getting more into it and then a lot of um people got interested in you know the process and the fact that i made a doll um so i got a lot of publicity for yeah. it can you tell us um, about the doll and what it means to yeah you? absolutely so the doll uh it's called motomka it is made um well back in the day when we were like still slave to russia and poland um you know people were quite poor so like you can't really get any fancy doll or anything um so people would make those dolls for the kids to play um you would just need um some fabric and like thread threads um and how you make it you basically like loop the doll around it oh actually i have one i can Oh, actually, that's right. It's a radio, but I'll show you personally. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we would mm, loop the, basically take the fabric together, put a bit of thing inside to make it like a head and then make a whole lot of loops um, to kind of, uh, you know, tie it up all together and make it look like a head and then put some clothes around it. I see. Um, this one is very fancy. The one I have is really fancy. It has actually hair, uh, like the doll that comes with hair on it. Um, the one I made was without hair, but um, I wanted to make something like very traditional. And, you know, back in the day, they did not have any glue, so I did not go for it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, people would make it for the kids to play uh, also they would use it again as magic, like voodoo kind of thing. Um, they would make all sorts of them for money. Like, it just depends on what you want. Mm -hmm. um, they would, like, read different, um, uh, like, spells and put different things in them as well in the place where you put heat. Like, they would put different, uh, um, I don't know, grasses or different items. Like, sometimes they would put money in there as well. Um, so it has, like, meaning as well as it, it being a yeah. physical being. Yeah. Yeah. And it also is like right now it can be a decoration for the house. Mm. Um, a lot of people in Ukraine would have a kind of a corner with um, um, what are they called? Like icons, like oh. um, Orthodox Church icons, um, and they would put those the the dolls in there as well, um, as well as protection. But also it looks really really pretty. Mm. Yeah. And that's so special, and I'm really glad you brought that onto the auction, fundraising auction. You know, it's very special to you, and, you know, it's something that I think the reason why it's all over media is because it's something that comes from the heart, you know. Yeah, it really yeah. shows your experience. And, as well. and it's very, very different. And um, once the war started, I was, like, thinking, oh, how can I, like, you know, share a little bit about my culture? Like, because people before that, people would be like, "Oh, Ukraine, where is Ukraine? What is Ukraine?" Mm. Um, so I wanted like something that kind of shows a part of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, so good. I went for it. Yeah, good for you for stepping up. You know, especially during the hardest time of your life. Mm. Yeah. It wasn't easy. Yeah. Mm. yeah, but it really the auction helped me quite a lot too. Yeah, because again, I was going you know like people were writing about it was raising awareness about the fundraising about overall Ukraine because everybody starts forgetting about it right now mm. unfortunately um even though the things are still going and there are still horrible horrible situations happening um <clears throat> just like just yeah same as what was at the start of the war but just people don't talk about it as much so 
um, getting more publicity uh, was very good to bring that back into people's minds. Um, and then getting publicity for the auction was really good. We, yeah, I can't say how much we've raised right now. Oh. And probably this information <laughs> will come out hopefully by the end of this week, at the start mm. of next week, because um, we are still actually getting some donations um, mm. coming through. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, raising money for the country and for the people, um, plus the auctioneer that we had. His name is Kevin Haywood. Um, he used to run an auction house. Um, he was brilliant. He was so fantastic. I, I was, I'm just so thankful that we had him. Um, he really helped, first of all, to actually like, you know, like auctioneers, they know how to make people spend money. Yeah. But he was also just so charming and funny. I, I have not loved this much since the start of the war. So. I was really thankful to have him there and, uh, you know, like have this amazing evening, like helping my country, but also like helping myself to calm down a little bit and just have fun. Yeah. It was a supportive environment for everyone. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad how the auction went and that we had it at all. Mm. Let's talk about well-being, you know, um, like listening to you now like there's a lot going on with you know with the war and your studies and on top of that just like everyday personal things um how do you take care of your well-being right now i think i'm not a good example i'm not a good example of well-being but uh i think actually this week especially i'm doing pretty good last week you know there are those days yeah 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 but again it's like very normal you just have to um just take it day by day really don't i like kind of i like to simplify things as well like you know um and just staying focused on the goals that i want but also listening to yourself is really important like yeah yesterday i had one test and after that um um I actually went for a walk, which was really good. Um, so, yeah, just taking those little times, um, like little times that you have to do something meaningful for yourself. Um, so after the test, I went for a walk and I was talking to my partner on the phone. Uh, I was thinking about maybe like watching a movie or something because I haven't watched a movie for months by now. But um, once I got home, I realized that um, I think I don't actually want to watch a movie. I want to look through my old pictures. So, you know, it's very important to hear what you actually want to do and uh, what is important at this moment for you. Um, what else do I do for my well-being? Well, yeah, I do some, um, like I have a few hobbies, which I'm not doing a whole lot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try to play piano every day and ukulele. I'm not I'm not great. I'm I'm honestly doing it not for practice or anything. I'm doing it to calm my mind down a little bit. Um and just switch it. Definitely sleep is a yeah, it's a <laughs> game changer. I know a lot of students don't um do it. Don't really take enough um don't really take sleep into account enough. Um which is um not a good thing because actually sleep in your young age, like young years has a very huge impact on um like the conditions that you might get in the future and like even one night not, not getting sleep for one night can uh, increase your chances of getting um all sorts of diseases when you're older so yeah um 
in addition to feeling fresh and feeling like your brain is working fully, like getting enough sleep has those things as well. Yeah. Um, so I highly recommend getting enough sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, you're a neuroscience major, <laughs> yeah. promoting sleep. Um, what else? Yeah, music, not just playing, but also listening. Mm. Um, and I think planning too. Planning would be good. Oh, connecting with people for sure. Connecting with the biggest one. Yeah. Biggest one. Because even if it's not just for the sake of taking your mind off, but um, like seeing that, you know, <laughs> it probably sounds horrible, but seeing that your friends, like, it's not like just you who struggles, everybody struggles. So don't don't feel like you're a failure like nobody is a failure it's just because they struggle it's just it's just what life is and like you know talking talking to friends and then like listening to what's happening in their life can help you realize that it's it's really normal yeah and you don't know that until you have conversations with people yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah no for sure hmm I think what I got from your well-being tips was the first one um about listening to what you need at the moment because I know that you know when I feel stressed I feel like I need to do a lot of a lot of things you know how some people have self-care routines on like things they need to do Mm -hmm. to maintain their physical (laughs) or mental well-being Um, sometimes you don't need to do more you can just Mm -hmm. listen to that one thing that you really want to do to take care of yourself and just do that (laughs) literally yeah yeah just what feels right yeah, I mean, I have this, like, I think skincare for me is, like, kind of, like, a, the moment when I take care of myself. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Like, on some, like, I always do, like, I have a routine and everything. Um, but sometimes I do extra things. But, you know, on some days, I don't feel like doing extra things. I just feel like chilling and watching Netflix or, like, playing my piano. So, uh, why stress about it? You know, you're kind of putting more stress on top of what you're dealing already with. Like, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Yen, for sharing with us today. Um, I learned so much about you and your culture and you know, um you're a very inspiring woman. Um sharing yeah, being on this platform and sharing your culture when it's you know, something one of the things that people are talking about these days, you know, it's a big thing and you're stepping up to uh represent that. I think it's amazing. Thank you so much for having me. That was an amazing experience. And thank you for your podcast. I think it's very important for, you know, women coming together and like telling about their experiences. So, uh, you know, but any somebody else out there might be like, feel like something is wrong with your life. But no, it's, it's very normal. It's, it's very, very important normal. to talk about those things and inspire each other, being there for each other. Mm. Thank you for having me. Thank you. That is the end of our episode of The Arenality today. I hope you learn a lot about Yen's story and how... Her experience with fundraising a Ukrainian doll went um, in support of the war between Ukrainian and Russia on her values on being different as a Ukrainian and how she takes care of her well-being during the crazy times she lives in. If anyone would like to contact me, feel free to email aizalarina at gmail.com. You can also follow me on my Instagram at arinaizal. Otherwise, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye! You've been listening to The Arenality on RFM.
This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.